The Big Story from The Straits Times on Money FM 89.3. I'm Harianto Diman. Subscribe to The Straits Times channel so you will not miss an episode. 21 million Malaysians are set to go to the polls next month with officials targeting a turnout of over 70%. Here's what you need to know about Malaysia's 15th general election. Nomination Day on Saturday, November 5th, marks the start of the two-week campaigning period. Polling Day on Saturday, November 19th, will see Malaysians choosing a new government, with all 222 parliamentary seats up for grabs. At the same time, three states, Pahang, Perlis and Perak, will hold legislative elections. There are three main coalitions vying to form the next government. The long-ruling Barisan Nasional Alliance, led by current Prime Minister Ismail Sabri Yaakob, BN suffered a shock defeat four years ago. The Perikatan Nasional Coalition, led by former PM Muhyiddin Yassin, and Pakatan Harapan, which won in 2018 but lost power two years later due to infighting. Anwar Ibrahim currently leads the alliance. Joining us now with more is Senior Fellow and Coordinator of the Malaysia Studies Programme at the ICS Yusuf Ishak Institute, Dr Francis Hutchinson. Welcome to the show, Doctor. What are the key issues for voters, you think, and how will the parties use them to their advantage? Sure. So I, I would say three main issues. Uh, so the first one is the economy. So, of course, we know that the economy is just coming out of the pandemic. And so at this point in time, people have low levels of savings. Also, you had a lot of people tapping into their retirement accounts to access money. And then we also have, of course, because of the war in Ukraine and supply chains, the cost of living increasing very quickly. So as with everywhere, we have uh, steep price rises and salaries are not really keeping up. So the immediate concerns of everyday living are paramount. And here we can expect Barisan Nacional to really kind of play to this. So they did just release a budget very recently, just before parliament was dissolved. And the idea was to give people kind of a taster of what could happen if they are voted back in. And of course, it was a generous budget with lots and lots of, of side payments and, and welfare payments. The second one has to do with governance. And here, this is very much about, you know, the integrity of Malaysia's institutions. So you know that uh, recently... Former Prime Minister Najib Razak was sentenced to jail after a very, very lengthy and thorough court proceeding that actually went through all layers of the judicial system. And for many people, this is seen to be a very, very important signal that the country is back on track and is seeking to revamp its institutions. Um, but of course, we do have people in Barisan Nasional clamoring for the former prime minister to be pardoned. We also have the Amno Party president, uh, Zahid Hamidi, who is himself facing uh, charges for corruption. Um, and so this has many people in Pakatan Harapan, as well as Perikata Nasional, kind of very much focusing on this and trying to portray themselves as coalitions that are not uh, associated with corruption. And then the last issue is, of course, the timing of the election. Um, so uh, Malaysia has a lot of flooding at the end of the year. And really, the argument is why, if there's almost a year that one could wait before going to elections, if elections, if sorry, if parliament was dissolved 
mid-July, and then you have 60 days before the maximum time is up. This would take us into mid-September. So why now at this point in time? when we have uh, this issue of flooding, we have issues of personal safety. And then of course, there is the issue that Omno Party President Saheed Hamidi is awaiting uh, the final verdict of one of his uh, trials for corruption, which is ongoing at this point in time. And if party elections, or sorry, national elections are held, if he's convicted, so they're held afterwards, he is not able to stand or run for office. I want to talk about the last point uh, that you brought out, the third issue that is on um, the issue of flooding. It has caused much controversy. Uh, Doctor, how much of an impact uh, will this issue have on the election? So historically, uh, the government has refrained from holding elections in the later part of the year. So when we look at all the parliamentary elections, only two have been held in either October or November. And usually the preferred period is from March until August because of this reason. And if we look to early this year in January, we had widespread flooding in no less than seven states. So the potential for disruption is, of course, very, very important. The thing is, though, that Barisan Nacional has a very, very important advantage, and that is that they have a motivated core of supporters that will turn up to vote come rain or come shine. So they have very good grassroots networks that really go into communities. They have election workers that will have buses and long boats and all sorts of things to ferry people actually turn up to vote. Whereas particularly Pakatan Harapan is much more conceptual and relies on people, particularly in urban areas, turning up themselves to vote. 